Yo. Hello, man. Man, you got it, boss. Just trying to be like you when I grow up out here in these streets. Another episode, man. Episode 11 of the podcast. We back. Yeah, we back. Your favorite friends. Air week like clockwork. Boy, we come through like a welfare check on y'all niggas, man. Real talk. Person the fifteenth, like a mug, like a mug. <laughs> As always, man. Shout out to our sponsor, Suddenly Smoke, handcrafted, handpicked seasonings. Dude is delicious. I haven't had any yet, but I've heard great things about it. It's My delicious. boy's supposed to be sending us some merch, man. Supposed to send oh. us some merch. Shout out to Harrison. Oh, nice. Send us some merch. Yee. Yeah. Yeah, good. man. SuddenlySmoke.com. Get you some of them seasonings, man. Put some south in your mouth. Yes, sir. Shit, it'll be 80 degrees this weekend in Texas. Probably throw something on the grill. Might as well. Might as well. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, hot. Dude, you know what's you know, jacked up? is like my freaking uh, air conditioner just went out. Uh, oh, in your car? <laughs> yeah, but you know, bro, oh. he, gonna, he gonna fix it this weekend, though. Word. Because, mm, listen. Don't ever think about coming to Texas and don't have air conditioning in your car, bro. You just asking for that's, the bullshit. It's like, yeah, that, that sounds brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's really like, it's dangerous, dog. It gets like Dude. into the, the low, high hundreds out here sometimes. Dude, Texas is the desert. Yes. Like, straight buzzard weather. I be feeling bad for the animals, man. Yo, this is random as hell, right? But so I'm leaving work this morning because I leave in the morning. Dude, the birds in Texas are something I've never seen before. Yo, it's like they make sounds of like birds in the jungle. It's scary. And like they not scared of people. Like they will walk up on you making these loud ass noises and you just know like you might get your eyes pecked out. What? I can understand why people would be scared of birds, like if they came to Texas. Yo, I don't know. I don't know if it's because, like, you know, we're so close to the border of Mexico that we really actually do have like these tropical type of birds, but like they're so loud. It's not like Snow White birds chirping. Nah, these motherfuckers making some mating call ass noises, bro. And so they, they out will, here. bro, they out here and they will run up on your ass. They don't care. Try me, Nizzy. So, uh, man, how's it been going since last week? How's everything been going with you? Man, I'm good. I'm healthy. Yo, it's crazy because I remember I was telling y'all about the seven-day water fast. I didn't do it. I haven't done it. But I just had a homie who did it, and he was telling me, he's like, like, I was seeing his reaction to it, and he was just like, yo, like, this is, like, the most clarity he's had. He's been in, like, the best creative space because he's a creative. He's a fashion designer. Right. Um, And he was like, yo, dude, like, you need to do it. He's like... If you're worried about seven days, he's like, try three days first. But he's like, I'm telling you, like, it's the best thing you'll ever do for yourself is going to water fast at some point in your life. Right. Yeah, dude. Because, like, you know, I legitly, I, I drink soda every day. It's bad. I know my insides are like, fuck you. Yeah, man. I, uh, I've, 
if not completely, like 95, 98% of the time I drink water. Yeah, I don't, dude, I had went a whole year and wasn't drinking any caffeine. I'm talking about not even coffee. And I don't know what happened, bro. I had a relapse, so, like, woo. And I ain't been, I ain't turned around since. I mean, I, I drink, I drink a coffee in the morning. It depends on the day. But for the majority of the time, I'm drinking water. Yeah, you do drink a lot of water. I will, I will say that. Yeah, man, got to keep that can that's that skin supple. But that's the thing, the skin supple. Like, let me let see. Let me not even put bad on my life, and then nigga, I started busting out bumps. But it's lo- it's a long term, it's a long term thing, man. <laughs> but think about how long I've been drinking soda. <laughs> hey, man, it's going. Hey, that's what I'm saying. It's a long term thing. I definitely but... know it fucked up my teeth. Hey. Yeah, for sure. What's up, man? What's good with you? Back on road, what, two weeks? Uh, Next Friday, dog. Ooh. Next Friday. Dude, I got, I, I got the drunk as I ever... Did, I, did, I, did we talk about the last time on the podcast, how drunk I got? Like, yeah, brunch. Oh, man. <laughs> That's how you know you had a good drunk. You're like, we got to run that back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about getting drunk. Like, I, w- I want to hit that again. Like, that was fun. <laughs> One more again for the road. Like legit, I I want to get oh man, like I want to get that fucked up, but like I wanted to go how it went, like it was smooth. It was a nice fucked up day. But I'm back at the crib. I went and chill with my granddad today, dude. It was so cool. Oh nice. He, he just wanted somebody to talk to. I went over there. We just talked about uh everything. He's talked about driving trucks, talking about fishing, how how he loves being retired, how like uh he ah uh, dude he. He he is living the life I want to live, dude. Like he legitly, he just at his crib, watching TV. He goes fishing when he feels like it. He built him a shed behind the house. Like, he just stuck. Like he just like every time I want to, I want to do something. I will just find it on YouTube, and I was like, "What? That's crazy!" Uh, dude, we were just talking about that too. Yeah, <laughs> How like you great- literally can look up anything on YouTube. Like if you don't know the answer, look it up. Yeah, my granddad is my granddad, dude. He's like sixty-seven years old. Dude, I I I'm such an advocate for older people learning how to use technology, because I feel like a lot of them don't use it just because it kind it's kind of scary, you know. It's something they don't know. It's his shit, bro. He <laughs> he learned he, like he knows how to like face make face calls on um Facebook now. <laughs> his game is stepped up. Like in one year, he's like he's crossed a lot of bases out. And I like I really do like it. Shout out to my granddad. But besides, yeah, I've been, besides that, man, I've been at the crib chilling. Um, it's hanging, man. Um, is there any like kind of preparation you do before you like get back on the road? Uh, mentally, like, yeah, and physically and all that. Because it's like uh, what, I don't think people know how demanding that is on a person to uh travel like that. So I know what I what I have started doing, especially like the past month or so, I started going back to the gym. Mm-hmm. So I, I I work out at least once a day, and now I don't like. I try to get to the point where I'm not eating eating as much fast food because I know once I'm on the road, like it's going to be situations where I would have to eat fast food. Yeah, you don't have no really a, no choice. Right. So I'm not. I'm I'm trying to like stay away from stuff like that and just, like. Just trying to like get a lot of rest. 
we're trying to get a lot of rest, man. Because the hope, like, the crazy thing is, is, like, when we do sleep, 70, 75% of my time is going to be, well, sleeping. Well, I would take that back. I would say probably 50-50. 50% of my time, I'll be sleeping inside of a moving pickup truck. Mm. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, so, yeah, man. But besides that, it's going to be cool. Like, I'm ready to get back out here, to be honest. Stack some bread up. Like, it's like that's the fun, like, at this point, that's the fun part to me. It's just like, all right, let me play this game called Save My Money. <laughs> and listen to me how, let's see how much I can get this time. Like, exactly. How much, how disciplined can I be this time? Yeah, like, that's how I look at, this time around, that's how I look at it. Like, since two years ago, I was just like, all right. I'm going to start at square zero and then see how much I save from here. Let's do it. And I do it every year and see how much I can. And every year it seems I get more and more. And so I was like, all right, cool. It's working. Yep. <clears throat> it's working. But Duke lost. Man. It was a good game. Transition to sports. Da, 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 da. It was a good-ass game, dude. Went down to the wire. It was an intense game. It really like it was, was a lot of intense games. Shout out to Mississippi State girls. Yeah. Shout out to Dick Schaefer, man. He changed the program. Turn it around. To all my bulldog listeners out there. For real. It was a uh, like for the last what four years, three years, they've been making it pretty far in the tournament. Yeah, dude. They've gone to the championship twice. You have to cross that hump. Like, I feel like that's that's what has to happen. In the in the two thousands for Mississippi State as a school, they have to cross that hump in some type of form of winning a national championship. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. Um, now, now you have like you were talking about before. You know, now you have kids like transferring to state from these other schools where they big schools, yeah, man. Like, where they where they they've already won. They won a championship with those programs, but they weren't getting to play. <laughs> so they're like, all right, that's cool, but I want to play. <laughs> I want motherfuckers to see that I can play. Right. And get lost in the shadows of, you know, all these other players. It's like going to Alabama. It's like, okay, I know I'm, I could possibly get a ring. Or I'm going to get a ring, but am I going to play? But I feel like Alabama, like, with football and basketball is usually different. Because, like, but, you only get five people to play at a time in, in basketball. Yeah, but think about – I'm well, I'm just saying from a, the standpoint of not not how many players on the team, but from being on a team that has a championship caliber. Like, right. even though, like, football has a lot of players, like, a lot of those players won't get the, won't get the shine like they would have liked to if they went to a smaller school. Right. Right. I feel you. I yeah. feel you. <clears throat> so it's cool. I know we got like what that one girl from Connecticut, bro. She be shooting that bitch in the net. Don't move. <laughs> I be like, God damn. Straight bottoms. Just straight. <laughs> like that's what it sounds like when it go through that bitch. Oh, I be like, that way you know your shit pure. Yeah. For real. So next week, uh, next week the NBA season ends and uh, playoffs start. Uh-oh, we already there? So, yeah, dude, it's it's done. So, playoffs ending, who you think going to win the MVP? Mm. I think they'll give it to Giannis just because they have the best 
the record in the NBA. Do they still have it? Huh? Does Giannis and the Bucks still have the best record? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm, like, I mean, I know they have the best record in the East. Okay. Who you think going to get it? Record? I think they're going to give it to uh, Harden. I think they'll give it to Harden. Why? Um, because the arc they have the argument of the fact that when half the team was injured, he was putting up fifty and sixty points in order for them to win. That's true. And when they come, when they came back, he's still putting up thirty points, twenty points, and he's shooting like eight for eight for ten, eight for fifteen. 10 for 15. Like, he's shooting pretty good percentages. Are they in the playoffs? Yeah. I think they're like three or four seed in the West. Damn. Because I think it's the uh, Warriors are first. Denver second. And they might be in that third or fourth spot. You still got the Warriors winning it all? Oh, for sure. Easy. <laughs> Easy. I don't care. I would take them. I would put my money up legitly on them. I would put all my earnings on the fucking Warriors, barring no injury. No injury. Okay. Yeah, man. You know, that's my favorite part of uh, the NBA is playoffs. Yeah. Like, the regular season, like, it's cool, all that shit. But I'm like, bro, y'all play so many games, man. I ain't got time to watch all that shit. And like, who do you think gonna be no- the number one draft pick in the NBA? You think it's gonna be Zion? Yep, for sure. It's gonna be Zion. Zion gonna be number one. That kid from Murray State. I think he's gonna go number two. I think RJ Barrett may go. I think RJ Barrett go top five, top ten. But yeah, it's definitely right. gonna be Zion. There's no question. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, if they didn't, that would be like. If they put somebody over Zion, that'd be like how they snubbed Donovan Mitchell and fucking named Ben Simmons the rookie of the year when he wasn't a rookie. I mean, but he kind of was, though. But he wasn't playing better than Donovan Mitchell, though, that year. I don't know. I don't know. That's tomato. Because, I mean, they were, po- they were both good. They were both good. I don't think he was playing better than Donovan Mitchell. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I feel you. I think he had the more, you know, exciting. It's like, okay, I get it because you were injured, you know. Technically, you're, it was your rookie season, but it's like, this ain't college. Right. It's not like you got red shirted and now you were down and now you're technically a freshman. But the same thing happened to Joel Embiid. Well, not Joel Embiid, but uh, Blake Griffin. Cause he got hurt, he got hurt his first year, and he ended up coming back. And it was his rookie year, like because he never played in the NBA. But did Ben Simmons not ever play when he got hurt? I don't think he, I don't think he played. Mm. I don't think he played. I mean, but yeah, it, I mean they're both good, dude. You know what? Uh, yeah, they are both good. What? 
made me think like that we forget yo i like and i was like i forgot because of like uh what's the word i'm looking for his his left knee um the caliber of play that he's playing at like the level of play uh paul george that he broke his leg oh yeah horrifically like i like that what, what would that be called like like medically that would be called uh, a contusion because of how he broke it, maybe. Maybe that whole that was like snap. Yeah, that that shit snapped like it was hanging. I can't believe like we like we saw that on national TV. Yeah, that reminds me of that. He kid. came back. He came back. He's balling out. He's dude. I literally like somebody had brought up this like, yo, do y'all like? I think we forget like it was like a. Uh, I want to say maybe I was watching um. The herd. And uh, he was like, yo, we forget because of how well he's playing that he broke his fucking leg. <laughs> like, it's one of the most, like, crazy, like, horrific things that happen on TV, like, as far as sports injuries. And it reminds me that, because um, he, what happened? Oh, and that was, I don't know if that was him or not. Or it was, like, another player in college who had ran into that, um, maybe, the, I think that was a football player. They had that damn cart on the side. He ran into it and broke his leg that way, too. That shit. No, but- Ooh. A couple years ago, that dude Gordon Hayward, like that oh, yeah, was when he broke his. Ooh. Ooh. That was horrible. My, Ooh. oh man, Ooh. cheese and ice. That was Ooh. bad. Yo, like, te- his teammates were crying. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was hurt, bro. I had like I had to turn the TV. Like I couldn't watch that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, please don't show that again. Like I couldn't watch. They that. instantly like went to commercial. It was like, <laughs> and they did, and I and I respect. Uh, the network so much because they did not show it again. I was yeah. like, I remember the play. <clears throat> he was going up for an alley oop, and he hung on the rim. And when he came down, it was so many feet around him, like he couldn't he couldn't land straight. Mm-hmm. It was just it was so much. I was, it was bad. Yeah, boy, that boy, that bro, his foot was so his foot was talking to him. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> It was bad, man. Yeah. But enough about sports, man. Um, let me talk to y'all about uh about some let me get y'all another fi- a finance tip. I know I haven't given y'all one in a minute. Uh-oh, come y'all on. Y'all need it. We need Dude, it. Dude, it's it's and this is simple. This is simple. Legitly. Every we Start make a budget. Making a budget is essential into f- basically finance. Period. Budget in the money that you spend. Of course, you know you need money for gas. You need money for food. You need money for rent. And of course, everybody's gonna have that that vice money. Whatever it's partying, smoking weed, drinking, you are whatever whatever vice you have. You're gonna set like set that. And make sure you set enough to save. In every situation, in every, in most situations now, when when a big uh, say something happens to your car, or maybe you you have to stay home for work, we don't have that money that we save that emergency fund. Yep. To help us through that time, <clears throat> make a budget. Make make a budget. Set out money aside for all the things you need in life but make sure 
you have enough in your emergency fund. Everything, everything has an amount. Of course, it's not like I'm going to say sit here and cut out everything and not have fun. Of course, you got you have to live this life. This shit is long. This shit is long and it, it can get hard. Those nights when you want to go out and drink, hey, have that drink. But when, when you're going back to that bar for that second shot and you know you don't need it, just grab a glass of water. When you're going out to dinner and you see like, oh man, I can get an extra, I can get an exercise fry for 50 cents. Don't do it unless you, like, don't do it. That's, that's 50 cents saved. Like, just make sure, budget out, emergency fund, keep everything tight because, hey man, it's, it's getting real out, it's getting real out here. And, um, you don't want to be caught without it. Very good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, just because I had a, um, I had a homie not too long ago and he's in a little bad situation. And him got, the, him got that emergency fund, man. <laughs> him got that emergency fund. We'll put you in a very bad predicament. I'm telling you, it's all fun and games to be out here in the club. But hey, man, you gotta do that. You have to do that in a reason. You have to do that in a reason. But besides that, uh, what's going on in pop culture? I finally went and saw us. Oh, thank you. We can talk about us. Oh, all right. We can. Uh, We can talk about us. We can talk about us. Let's talk about us. Hey, so what do you what do you think about us? Talk to me. First of all, oh, well, don't worry about it. I'll put it like um, I'll put it on our social media. Like, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen us yet, don't listen to the podcast. Legitly, I feel like at this point, like most a lot of time for spoilers, man. Most people have seen it. I feel like it's been a week. It's been out for a solid week now. Yeah. So, um, dude, I like. I loved it. Like I'm, first of all, I am. Into, I'm a horror. I like horror films. Like I'm like, eh, oh my god, GT likes scary movies. I hate it. Yeah, well, whatever. I, I love them. So, um, it wasn't necessarily you know like a horror film, more of like you know one of those suspense, um, horror type of things. But, dude, I think like it's so like there's so many things in that movie. Like for one, you're gonna have to go see it again to catch it. Like after I've gone on the internet and looked up all the theories and stuff. I was like, yo, I'm going to go catch again. And he actually put out a statement <clears throat> about it that I'll say in a second. On the podcast, I'm, he just went on to. I'm uh, going again Thursday. I'm going again Thursday, yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I think event. what, no, Avengers comes out this week, next week? So, okay, we're, we're, I don't know. So that's when, that's the next movie I'm going to go April 26th, I think. Oh, okay, okay. <sighs> it's going to be great. But, um, yeah, dude, I think, like, it shows a lot mm-hmm. of, like, the you know the disconnect between you know basically you know the rich and the poor of the world right and how we how we view them and um you know how you feel like you know people who are more well off you know it's almost like even if it's not consciously doing it you know how you feel like you may be superior to these people and how we like they're almost like a forgotten people or they're becoming that way Mm-mm. Because the gap, that's a good 
think when you said that, had a phone call. For some reason, I'll put this thing on Do Not Disturb, and it still let a phone come through. I need better devices in my life. <laughs> I was um, like, wait, what happened? I was, <laughs> somebody called me, and it, it didn't, like, go through. But now, what are you saying? But, yeah, I was, like, about... um. So, when ahead. you said uh, the, the difference yeah, between... People. Yeah, between, like, the poverty and the wealthy, like, I thought about how, like, how people in, like, low-income areas communicate, like... Like, you know, like how they were communicating noises and clicks mm-hmm. and how people in, I would say, in a sophisticated society will look at that, at how people, like how people have the country dialect or the, the talking mm-hmm. bodies as clicks or yells, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I thought about when you just said that. That was, yeah. That was a, see, dude, and I love, Jordan Peele, what he, what his movies does is it starts the conversation, right? Now we're now we're having all these conversations about all the different things that could be in that movie, and um, just going back to like you know the forgotten people thing, like you know that could be played into you know the reason why, um, you know, they're underground and they're in these tunnels and you know they want to have the things that the people up top have, but they can't. They can only right. just live vicariously through them, and I think. For me, like how I took that is, is even as a as a play on the today's society of social media, like you have, you know, what we would like to call, you know, the average person using social media as a window to look into the lives of people who have more that one percent right. of the world. Right. Right. Wanting it, wanting to mirror it. Right. But that's all they can do is mirror it. They can't really have it. Dude. This boy Jordan Peele got me thinking. Like our, our conversation made me think about a whole bunch of other things. But my favorite, by far, my favorite part of the movie is the end. I was not expecting that at all, the, dude. The end lit like <laughs> how the how the movie ended to me was like the whereas like it has to be a part two. You would want to, right? Yeah. So uh, Jordan Peele just went on a podcast. Um, and they were asking him about it, about the ending, because, like, you know, the ending is what is, like, really, like, when the son, when the mom is driving away, the son is kind of looking at her, like, mm, you know, and everybody has made so many speculations about <clears throat> what that could be. And uh, basically, like, he, he gives a little light into it. And he was like, you know, the movie's about the monster in you, um, about looking at ourselves as individuals and as a group. Um, let's see. And he was saying, like, you know, they're really, it depends on how you're looking at the movie, um, who you feel like the villain is. Right. Because, um, you know, the tethered, the red, and then Adelaide, they both have, like, these villainous things about them, right? Because they both do things that, you know, in society we would kind of deem evil. Like, even though she's protecting her family, you see she has this rage in her that will allow her to kill people. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, and then, you know, um, Red, of course, you know, she's still raised because, you know, her life was slighted, you know. She's supposed to have the life that she had, and you took that away from me. Right. So, um, and he says he purposely leaves that last 
scene with Adelaide and the young boy Jason vague um because it's like we don't know what he knows how much he's figured out um all these kind of things uh, all right so he's like yeah man you know he he's enjoying you know seeing all the different things that people are saying about the movie you know like the movie <clears throat> it was, it's probably one of the better movies I've seen. It was uh, it's probably the few movies that I'm going to see twice, if I've ever seen a movie twice. Like actually went to the movies to buy a ticket to see it twice. I've only done that with these Jordan Peele movies. I saw Get Out twice in the movie theater too. I I ain't even went and saw Avengers twice, and then my shit. The, the, the only movie I I remember seeing twice before this is Dope. Mm. Okay, that's such a good movie. Why they take it off Netflix? I don't know, but that's the that's the movie I I remember going to see twice, and that was that was a pretty good movie actually. Um, but I mean, like us to like yeah to me, I thought it was just like it was showing a depiction of like the upper class, middle class. Mm-hmm. Like the the, pe- the people that are, are living at least comfortable, versus the people that don't have that choice, don't have that luxury. Right. They're they're down there. They're having to eat rabbits and. Because it's just like we're doing the same things with, that you're doing, but we have to make like basically we're we're working off of the imagination of you guys doing this. Cause you saw like when they were like instead of like the dad instead of her actually like instead of the dad actually um doing whack a mole he was punching the wall or when the people were on the like roller coaster they were like they're just standing in the line moving like they were actually on the roller coaster like they're using their imagination or their lack thereof or whatever to actually live the lives of the people that can enjoy these these things in life. And they were fed up. Well, they had well, well, what, and the thing with Adelaide, it was just like it was a person that lost it all, like that had everything and lost it all. And how she she galvanized all these people that only knew this. Exactly. And it was the chick from downstairs that had nothing at first, and was able to get all of this. Living in anxiety because at any day it could be taken away. Ooh, and, there you go with it. And basically, like, will def- like even though she's a part of the people that's like down, like the red people, she defended the humans because they were they were now like that's the the status that she's a part of. Now, yeah, right? that's now who she identifies with. Yeah, that's, no. that's who she identifies with now. That dude, like you, what you just said, how you just explained that is like so great. Cause it's like, like you said, like, I like how you explained like how Adelaide was constantly living in anxiety because she felt like that could be her life again, right? And it right. just goes to show like we're all some kind of tragedy in our, in our life away from being the red people. Exactly. Exactly. And vice versa. The red people are all a, some kind of step away. 
something in their life changing them to being the people on top. The red people could be just be homeless people. That, and that's what I think it represents, you know, the homeless population, poverty population of the world, right? Because yeah. like we, like you said, we all have these things, but they're not guaranteed to be forever, right? Because you don't know what can happen, like, and that's why I tell people about like we see homeless people on the street, and you talk to them, it's like, dude, you could have been at the top of the world, and something, who knows, your company goes down, and now you are that person you, you saw sitting on the side of the street, exactly. And it just goes back to, you know, human decency and mm, appreciating one another and helping one another. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Yeah, we're all human, man. And, I mean, make sure your people okay then. See if you can help people from there. Like, that's what, that's, I mean, because I feel like that's what the movie is showing. Like, it's showing that, like, who, like, at the end of the day, on both sides, they're trying to protect the people that they identify with. Mm-hmm. Because even though Red was an actual human, she she galvanized these people underneath because those people took her in as well. Exactly. Yeah, man. So it's dude, it's it's a great movie. It's a think piece. <laughs> it's a think piece. That's what it is. The movie's been out for a week and people are still having a conversation about it. Like, <laughs> dude, people still talk about Get Out. <clears throat> like, like, it's a think piece, man. It's it's cool, man. Like, it's great to see. It's great to see people have. Uh, well, we have people of color representing the culture in a way that it's not stereotypical. Yes, <laughs> representation I mean, matters. Exactly, like, I mean, of course, we all, like, I would say 75 to 85% of the black people that do make it hurdle of, like, out of the, get, like, out of the poverty-stricken areas into a place that, that we're, where they're, like, the people that are in, um, in us, like, like, you all, we're still rooted in hip-hop, for one, but, you don't like when everybody isn't all fucking um sagging their pants and wearing gold tooth. Right. And it's cool to see somebody that's super corny like that. Like, like they were just a super corny family. Yo, the dad. <laughs> like, I love like him. I love him. As a, and, it, and that's cool. Like, as the comedic like, relief. The closest thing, like, legitly, it was like what you saw, what it was kind of like, it was just like, a newer version of like what the Huxtables would like the Huxtables would be. Mm-hmm. Yep, a modern version. Yeah, because like you, had, like the daughter is a track star. The son's like, I mean, he's a little eccentric, but he's fucking seven years old. Who, who, what kid isn't? Right. Um, you have a mom that's, I mean, she seemed pretty. She seemed pr- ahead, pretty on straight. And you got a dad that's hard Harvard grad. Just trying to, I mean, trying to hang out with the homies, buying a boat, trying to be super cool for his family, like t- saying all the dad jokes. It, just, it was cool. Like it, it's cool. It's cool to see. You want to get like, crazy? I was like, yo, this motherfucker crazy. He came out with the bat, like <laughs> <laughs> typical black man. Yo, I got this. I'm gonna go handle this. I'm my I family. Got, like, then he come back in. He's like, lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh man, the key! They got the key! They got the key! <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was cool, man. That was cool. Yo, 
And then when she was telling him about like the situation, he she was like, "You don't believe me?" He was like, "No." Yeah. I was like, "Typical." He's like, "No, nah, this motherfucker crazy." I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about. But no, you remember he had on the Howard shirt, right? Which is really Howard, cool. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peele said, which is interesting to me. Like that's the first time that has been done in a movie. So I'm like, oh yo, shout out to Howard, bro. I think Jordan Peele went to HBCU. I'm not sure which one. Oh, you know what? And just sliding into someone touches a little bit. Um, question for you. Yes. If you, you now you know knowing what you know and looking back, would you have chosen to go to a HBCU over a PWI? Uh, yeah. I would have to. But you know what? What I always think is so uh, we- weird, right? About um, the whole idea between black kids because, because what I found out is black kids who go to HBCUs, they really think they're better than kids who go to black kids who go to PWIs. It's kind of like they turn their nose down. I see these conversations on in all times. I've had this conversation with kids who've gone to. HBCUs, and I'm just like, you know, okay, bro. Like, at the root of it all, can we not be happy that black kids are going to college? I don't give a fuck where you go. Yeah. Like, I mean, how I look at it, like, for me, it, for me, I had, I mean, I was, I was born in a small town, and I didn't want to go to, to college in a small town. Even though I went to Mississippi State, the amount of people, the students <laughs> at Mississippi State more than triples the people that are in my county. Yeah, there's more students. <laughs> like, that's what there's I'm There's more like. students that go to state than people that live in Starkville. So it, it was a different experience for me. And, I, I, and one thing I can say, I learned a lot. Like, I don't know what I would have learned at HBCU, but I know I, I did learn a lot. But I would have have learned like loved the experience of going to an HBCU for sure. Yeah, for sure. But you know, shout out to my kids going to college out there. I don't care where you're going to college. If you're going, that's awesome. I would like legit. I would have probably went to Howard though. Uh, yeah, my cousin went to Howard, and I went up there to visit a couple times. That shit was lit. I would went to Howard. Yeah. That shit is in the middle of the ghetto too, boy. I mean, it's in DC though. I'm straight with that. <laughs> boy, like, the, cause, like the thing I like DC. Like I like DC. <clears throat> like it's a like legit. Like it's a bad city, even though the the White House is there. Like, but I love DC. It's so cultural, man. That's what I love about it. Yep. So, like, it's so cultural. Like, people they there. they have their own they have their own like music style. They have what go go. It's like any place like New Orleans is a cool like place to hang out. Like it's a cultural place. They have bounce music. Like they have they have a That's they have music too. ethnic to the place. Any place like that, I'm I'm pretty sure I like it there. I'm pretty sure I like it there. Shout out, yeah! Shout out to Howard, man! Shout out to Howard! Shout out to DC! Shout out to Fam U, who we got out there! Shout out to what 
Alabama State here in Montgomery, Alabama A&M, Tuskegee. Jay, shout out to Jackson State. Shout out to the Palisades. She went down at the Palisades. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to the Palisades in Jackson. You went down at the Palisades. No Real cap. Talk. No cap. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Shout out to the Palisades, man. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Oh, man. But on to, oh, dude, on to more, I guess, serious stuff, man. Yeah, dude. RIP to the the businessman, the uh, motivational speaker, the entrepreneur, the LA native, Nipsey Hussle. Man, it was his life was life was taken on Sunday by some bomb ass dude, and um, it's it's a tragic thing, man. Like. Dudes out here doing stuff for his city, like he's legit. He legitly bought the block that he used to hustle in front of. Like Bad. that's, dude. Like, like we were just talking about representation a couple seconds ago. Like that's the that like that's the double that's the definition of it, man. Like from being a hustler to like a businessman, changing it for communities. He had like STEM programs in the city all types of stuff, trying to help these kids out, change their mindset. He was big on trying to change the mindset of the youth and, like, just positive things, dude. Hey, it's it's a sad day, man. I really cried. I cried when I heard the news. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, like, we, we lost a good one. We lost a good one out here, dude. Yeah, dude. It definitely, like, you know, you know, definitely rest in peace, condolences to his family, prayers out to his family. I can't even imagine what they're going through right now. Um, it really shifted, like, the, the energy of the world. Like, you know, it's been what Especially a couple... In the, hip, in the hip-hop world, anyways. Oh, man. I, in the hip-hop I, world. In, in, in the black community, for for sure. Like, it just... See, it has, like, hurt us tremendously. And I, I saw yeah, Dave East he- held a vigil uh, for him in New York. And, um... Uh, it was like, yeah, you know, like I was too young. And the same thing just happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> to feel the effects of uh, Tupac and Biggie's death, but we definitely uh, feel this. And um, it hurts, bro. It's like, it's like you never met this man, but you felt like you lost your family member. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's how important he was. To the community, and it's like, yo, like we saw to his community, yeah, man, yeah, like we saw him, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always you, like, he was blossoming, blossoming. We were watching his evolution of what he was about to go and be. He was only 33 years old, only 33, man, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, he hadn't, he wasn't even in the prime of who he was about to be, about, uh, about how he was about to go change the world. And it's like, dude, like, and for it to be somebody he knows, uh, I think that's what also is more disheartening. Uh, because it's like, what did you gain from that? You know, you got nothing. Like, it's, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those crazy things, though, because, like, if, I mean, even though, like, you don't want the man to pass, but, like, it's full circle for him. Like, that's where he started. They were, that's where he ended. Like, yeah, I mean, even though it's scary. fucked up, like, 
I know it's like it's fucked up, but it's just like one of those things to where like it shows you kind of like the cycle, the cycle of of the neighborhood, more or less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is fucked up. It's like, yeah, like I start, I was hustling here. I changed what this, I changed what this, what this piece of property was, this block was, this, this like shopping center was. And this is the place where somebody comes and takes my life over some nonsense. I mean, outside of, uh, I was watching a little Boosie interview. It was a, it's an older one. It's a, it wasn't recent, but he said that it was like out, really outside of Biggie and Tupac. Um, most rappers that have passed, it be in their city and be in their own city. By you know somebody that they know, um, yeah, and it's just it's unfortunate, you know, and it's just it's a deeper issue, bro. Like it's just like we don't value ourselves, we don't value our lives, like because if you did, you would have thought twice about that. Exactly. It wouldn't have been so easy for you to just chop this man down because of what? Because. He said something to you and you felt the way? Like, what, dude? Are you crazy? Exactly. Like, Do you hear? Like, when you say that out loud, say that to yourself while you sit in jail and rot. You know what I'm saying? Say that out loud to yourself. Like, this is, I ruined people's lives. This man had kids. This man had family. This man had a wife. You took this man away from his community. Like, you crushed a lot of young people's lives with what you just right. did. Like, right. and it's unfortunate that like we constantly see our black pillars being t- tore down by other black people. Um, dude, we, and I always like every day we have to reassure our little black boys and black girls that do we love you. You understand? Like you are not worthless. We love you. We stand with you. We are here with you. You are everything. You can do whatever you want to do. This is not the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the way. That is not the way. Yeah, man. Oh. It's, dude, it's, uh, man, like, <laughs> it's, it's hard, bro. Like, it's one of those things to where, like, you see somebody doing so good. <laughs> like, he's doing, he's done nothing but good. Nothing but good. At least good. For, what, for, for what I've seen. I don't know, like, whatever, but I know everything I've seen from him in the last shit three or four years has been positive. Like home like homie was investing in cryptocurrency, like investing in, in new tech startups, like putting community centers back in the hood. Like like ah oh, it's it's crazy that to see some like somebody just dude, it, man, it's whoever did it like it's a like it's a bitch move. Like yeah, they 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 caught the man. His name's like, it's Eric a, like he's like that dude's a bitch, bro. Like, like there's no other way to describe that. It's like, like it's a, like it's a like you're a bitch. Like you know, and I say that I don't with wish all I never wish love. death on anybody else, but I really wish the hood would have caught him first. I'm just gonna say that. I mean, the hood is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So they shot the. Shout out to Russell Westbrook though for doing a historic 20, 20, 20, 20. and twenty game. If you know, you know what that means. Like, real talk. Real That's talk. cool. Like, it's one of man. Like it, that shows you like how big of an impact that he had. Yeah, dude. Right. And you know, and you know that. Well, you know, Russell from L.A. Bro. too. So, you know, 
I don't do like I don't know. It's just like the week has been long, dude. It's it's been long. It's just like and it's only Wednesday. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. It's just like it's I. If I was to yo, because I was like been working on this idea for a leg sleeve mm-hmm. of the just you know different um influential people who I deem influential I would say that because you know for somebody else it might not be and who I was gonna put on there now I ain't gonna lie dude I might have to go ahead and get nipped dog put on part of that for real do what you gotta do man I really would do what you gotta do like man it's, it's uh dude it's cool like and uh, it brings the question of like, like how like how much should, should you expose yourself to your community, right? Like if, if like if you if you know the hate is there, how much you sh- should you expose yourself? And I mean, with me, like I would like I would still be there. Like that's the thing because it like it would still take if you want that shit to change how like how he wanted to the ch- wanted it wanted it to change. He had like he, he had to stay there. He had to like <clears throat> because you understand like we we in the community you already like you already have you know what I'm saying you have all these celebrities or you know black people who acquire wealth who will you know sh- like quote unquote teach the community about these things but never show up. They're never there. They're never out there to touch the people, right? So it's like if I can't see it in real life, I can't touch you and feel like it's attainable, then. How can I think I can do it? I remember Will Smith saying that Nelson Mandela had told him that once he was like, he had asked him a question. I'm not exactly sure what the question was. I can't remember. But, um, and he said Nelson Mandela told him like, you got to get out there. You got to touch the people. Let them know you're real. Let them know that, yo, you're real just like them. And what you are doing is obtainable. And I think that's what Nipsey Hussle was doing. He was out there. He was trying to touch the people. He was trying to let them know like, look, if I did this, we from the same place. We came from the same type of living. I was out here in these streets too. Like you can do that shit too. Exactly. And that's important, man. It's like, and I know it may be like an unpopular thing to say, but you know, it's it's. I feel like it's just the truth. Like we champion a lot of these celebrities and shit like that, but and you know, yeah, they'll give us like motivational speeches, but they don't. They're not really teaching us shit. I mean, but you look at like the thing is, not many pop celebrities are from Slauson and Crenshaw. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying that you have to be from there. What I'm saying is, it's like you're saying you want all these things to better your community, but you're not really teaching them how to do it. You're just trying to be a motivational speaker, but you're not really giving them the knowledge. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't give them like what like because what I see happen most of the time is like those people they they sign checks and they just open buildings right. and they don't come back. Like what Nipsey was doing, he was opening a building and comes to the building and check on the kids every other week, type shit. Yeah, they say he was he was the reason why he was there is when his homies had just got out of jail, he was coming by the store to pick up gear and shit to give them. And that's why he was there that day. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, man, it's like, but it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's like, you know, 
and you know we have this conversation all the time about like how I feel like black people need to stop like putting all their eggs on like eggs in a basket of like oh celebrity you know but um it does like and it, it goes to like what we were talking about earlier like the unwillingness to share information with each other within our community right because of that mentality of like oh well if I give him this information he might surpass me who cares you want the next generation to be better than you Dude, it's like I, 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 it's a it has to be a disconnect that happened between like my like our generation and our parents generation well I think no our parents generation and the generation before that because it like back or maybe the generation before that because it was a time where you would have a coalition of black leaders working together to make their city and their town functional and like like they like you have a black person that owns the gas station and owns the hardware store and owns the fucking grocery store like it's it, it was something that happened in our country to where like we don't have that ownership in our in our communities, and that's what Nipsey was trying to fight against. Basically, or he he was trying to fight for put, it. yeah, put like bring what, it back, put that niche back. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it was like all right, and like why are all these people in our communities making our money when we like when we could be in this same community making this money and putting this money back here? Like they're taking our money and putting it somewhere else. And like, dude, like, I mean, like. I love that. And like, that's, that's one of my biggest, like one of the biggest things that, that I took away from Nipsey was the fact like Nipsey and like Slim Thug and like, uh, you have people like Killer Mike, like that are actually going back to their, like going back to the hood that they used to grow up in and buying these, buying these old abandoned houses, buying these places, renovate them, putting businesses in there, getting people from their community working there. Like, like, the only the only difference with Nipsey's situation is just a fuck like somebody's just hating because you like shout out to Slim Thug like that like that's out there in Southside fucking um Southside Houston. He building up like, all the blocks. Yeah, he like he's, he's, a like, he's company. out there, like that's what could happen. If yeah, shit like like that's what could happen if shit like this don't happen in the fucking hood. Like niggas shoot Nipsey and shit like that. Like that shit that can happen. It's dude. It's uh man. It's it's heavy, bro. And but like I said, like he set out a blueprint that people like it's easy to follow. Like, don't look to leave where you are. Like, work. Like, is money there? Is money there? Make that money and help that community. Don't make this money and take them take it somewhere else. Like, right. because you the put the money back you, in, people will come and bring money to you. Exactly. They'll want to be a part of what you're doing. You won't have to go and ask them to be a part of it. They're gonna come to you. Exactly, man. You like go like buy buy somewhere in the hood and hire people that's from the like hire the good people that's from the hood. They gonna keep the shit together. Of course, you gonna have knuckleheads everywhere. Right. But at the same time, like if you were if you if you go to your hood, buy your hood back. People are it's gonna be more people in your hood that respect you that don't. Especially the older ones, anyway. Shout out to like legitly because the older generation is is what. I, I'm, it has to be like my grandma, like my grandma's generation, and older. Like they had the shit together. <laughs> like they had the shit together. 
and it just it seems like a disconnect with us. It's like we're learning how to like be unified like, again. Yeah, like we have to learn how to work together again. Yeah, so, like you're right. Like now that you say that, like it does, like it does seem like something did happen in between our parents' generation and then, and then it trickled down to us, and now we're trying to pick it back up and and get back to that point of you know Cause group like, economics because that's what all other. Uh, races do is group economics. They all get together, they put their money together, and they buy shit. Yeah. It can be done. Yeah. It's been people... being done for so long. Our community is just now getting access to it. It's becoming more visible to us because we're having more people willing to make it that way. Exactly. That's it, because this shit been going on. That's why, you know why you think so many of these things are a scam? It's only because you don't understand it. You don't know what it is, but because of your lack of knowledge doesn't make mean it's not real. Do your research. Group crowdfunding, all those type of things, that is not a scam. That is a real thing. Group economics, that is nothing but investor firms. People are, cre- are creating investing groups. They're putting their money together. They going out, they're buying these properties, and they're splitting the percentages of the profit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's all they're doing. That's That's like... I mean, of course, there's more to it, but to simplify so you can understand it the best way, that is what that is. So when you see these things, if you want to be like, just research, research it to see if that firm is a fit for you, because it may not be because not all firms are going out after the same type of properties and, and so forth and so forth. But like, dude, I had been talking about that forever, telling the homies like, yo, like, if we start a shit, we... Everybody throws some money in there, blah, blah, blah. We'll eventually get to the point where, like, yo, we can buy our first shit, and then from there, keep going. Yeah. But, you know, people have to be willing. Um, Legit. But I can That's say for stuff. sure, like, behind the scenes, dude, like, me and Jizzy, like, we really are out here building our foundation to do that. And I'll just say openly now, if you do want to be a part of that, don't feel free to reach out to us. Because we're not obliged from that. We don't know everything. We still learn everything. Mm-hmm. If you know something that we don't know, we want the information. We want to be able to trade information and share it with you and for you to share it with us. Um, and I'm always like that. If I, if I find out something I don't know or if I need help, I'm always going to reach out and ask somebody. And it was funny because I was telling Drizzy the other days, like, I had hit this chick up. Like, I, saw, I see, like, she travels. Like, she goes everywhere. Like, she's been traveling by herself, too to these different countries so I hit her up and I was like yo like how are you doing that like you know what I'm saying I was like yo that's crazy like I was like that's really dope you know what I'm saying that you're seeing all these countries seeing all these places because I wholeheartedly believe that you know traveling to different places is one of the cures to ignorance um and she was like yeah it's just not expensive in these countries and that was it and I was like oh I bet (laughs) I was like, okay, that's cool. And it just took me back to, like, the unwillingness to share information between our people. I was just like, you know, I don't ever want to be like that. I just don't ever want to be like that. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we, we just have to hey, find find a group of people that want that to work together. And from there, we could, I mean, we could we can build. That's, like, that's all it takes. It, we yeah. don't need anybody. We just need a couple people. We just need a couple, dude. Yeah. All you, you just, like... If you have a couple like-minded group of people and you guys start a group, you know, and it just builds from there. 
And then, you know, people will be like, oh, damn, I want to be a part of that, which is cool. Come on, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, you ain't fucking me, nigga. Uh. Nah, we don't want to be like that. Because no. this, is, this is about, you know, the education of uh, our people. So I right. uh, definitely want to, you know, help people, whatever, whatever they need help with, if we can help. You know what I'm saying? Because no, the only stupid question is the one you don't ask. For sure, man. For sure. It's definitely still but... one of my favorite old sayings. Because I was, I was that kid in class, bro. I'm talking about every time. I'm, sit, I'm sitting in the front of the hoe, for one. And if I don't understand, I'm not going to pretend like I understand. I always thought that was the stupid. That's what's stupid to me. Pretending yeah, uh, like you understand something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you don't know what's going on. I'm like, nah. But hey, teach. Damn, G, put your hand down, bro. We're trying to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't care. Dude, I'm like, I'm telling, I, I feel like legitly, like, Jackson and Montgomery could be a fireplace to start, like. Dude, we could. Just just buying, black the, buying back the community. Let's do it, dude. I know. Because I'm, like. The only thing we need are the only thing we need are contractors. Yeah. Oh. And somebody somebody that can get us building permits. Yes, I actually am gonna send you this. I don't did I screenshot it? I hope I did. You know, I'm a screenshot queen. Dude, I have six thousand photos on my phone. I'm disgusting. Yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I deleted I deleted pictures out of my phone today. <gasps> Is like I at least most of these are screenshots. Like I only have eight hundred, eight hundred and twenty-three pictures in my phone. Yeah, you nah. I screenshot some. <laughs> I, I screenshot so much shit. It's disgusting. Oh man! And half of these pictures in my phone of me and my in my fur coat. <laughs> Dude, I love that fur coat. Hey, check this out. Polar Bear Trey. Polar Bear Jones. Mm. Don't, forget, don't forget the bear, though. Don't forget the bear. I love that fur jacket, man. He's so crazy. I'm going to wear it to the beat. This was going to happen, nigga. I'm going to be the coolest nigga out there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to niggas in Jackson for that. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, I think this is it. This is the podcast this week. Um, yeah, man, we uh, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Another shout out to my boy Harrison. Harrison Lee, that's his last name. Right. You know what Harrison's last name? <clears throat> I do not. I should. I don't know people's last names. It's bad. Harry, I know it, at one point his Instagram name. I'm not gonna give his Instagram name. I'm gonna just give his business name. Suddenly smoked, handcrafted, hand picked, season it. From Miss from Mississippi to North Carolina. Uh, dude, the hand pick, hand crafted. Put some salt in your mouth, man. You got the you got the Mississippi, you got the uh the Fuego, and you got the poultry seasoning. Go to suddenlysmoke.com and get you some. Like legit, get you some of that suddenly smoke. Like, like you can throw out everything else in your cabinet and just sprinkle that on whatever you're cooking, and you'll be straight. Super. Like, what what he's doing is he's making seasoning easy for you. So get up on that, man. It's another is week. 
episode 11. Another week with your the cool podcast, your favorite friends. Tell somebody you love them this week, man. Yeah. Peace. Go visit your granddad or your grandma. Nah, for real. Like, check up on your people. Uh, tell them you love them. You should tell them you love them every day. I tell my homies I love them all the time. It's not soft. It's love. Dude, I, I, yeah, man. You got to do it. So, I, remember, I remember one time. We go about to end the podcast after this. But I remember one time, one day, I just sent like seven, eight people in my phone. I loved them. And they all thought something was wrong. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I sent, I was like, you. It was like Mario, Fly, I think Marjani, Taylor, Pale, somebody else. Black Mike, probably. Did I ask you what was wrong? I don't know. I don't remember. I have to go back and see. I probably. But a lot of people, like, they were like. I'm a mushy nigga. (laughs) Like, a lot of people were like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, man, I just wanted to tell you. Like, it it was a random day, and I was just like, I should do it. It would be a good day to do it. But yeah, man, do, just do that. Don't do a mass message either. That's that's so fucked up. Do everybody individual, because everybody's are in the, We're all individuals, man. Exactly. Peace. Peace.